0: New Zealand has put its funding for the Commonwealth Secretariat on hold following concerns about the Secretariat's procurement procedures. It's all about the money. Taxpayers contribute almost $4.5 million a year to the UK-based Secretariat led by Baroness Scotland. Last Monday, Mike Hosking asked the Prime Minister why they are withholding the money. There's just some things that we wanted to see around um, some of the outcomes for the the Commonwealth that we're we're just working through but it's not a matter it's, I do not want to bring in, into question at all um, the organization so what do you want to see well we've got some things in our agenda that we want to see some kind of pragmatic outcomes from the from uh, the Chogham as an organization um, and uh, at the moment we're in a bit of a state of flux with the future governance uh, but again you yeah, know it's 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 nothing to write home about okay so the prime minister says hey nothing to see here but Clearly there is, if you're withholding the money. Joining me with his thoughts on the matter is former Secretary-General of the Commonwealth, Sir Don McKinnon. Very good morning to you.
1: Good morning, Kerry. So
0: the Prime Minister says the organisation itself is fine, but there are some concerns about how it's being run. Are those thoughts shared across the Commonwealth?
1: Well, there certainly have been a number of bumps in the road uh, since the Baroness took office. uh, a lot is featured in the British newspapers. Uh, there's been challenges to obviously what has been said. But the result is that um, I think a couple of other countries have drawn their funding down quite dramatically because of these concerns. So to me, it's pre- a pretty sad thing because um, really the Commonwealth can do a lot of good. And one of the ways it does a lot of good is um, spending well the money that it receives from member countries.
0: And a lot of those member countries are tiny and not terribly wealthy. Baroness Scotland's already cost a lot of money in terms of payouts to former staff, legal fees, spending money on a lavish redecoration of her home. That's not normal behaviour, is it?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's not normal. And any Secretary-General has to be very, very conscious whenever you're spending money uh, you know, how much are you spending? What are you spending it on? What does it mean to the people of Tuvalu, for instance? Mm. You know, Tuvalu, I think, makes a contribution of about, I don't know, $50,000 to the Secretariat. Well, you can soon go through $50,000 pretty fast if you're uh, dealing with um, legal action against you or things like that. And therefore, this is where you do have to be very careful. And unfortunately... Uh, the number of questions over what has been happening in recent times just seem to be getting bigger and bigger.
0: It must it must be distressing for you personally, given you invested a considerable amount of your time and your career in growing the Commonwealth and and giving it relevance in the modern era.
1: Well, I think every every Secretary General wants to do their best, and uh, you, <laughs> we don't have the biggest budget in the world. Uh, every country pays a levy to belong according to their size and GDP and that sort of thing. And then a lot of them also contribute extra to the aid program. Mm. Uh, the aid program when I was there used to be two and a half times the size of what we got in levies. But we could maximize that aid program by teaming up with the World Bank, teaming up with the EU, and therefore getting a lot more, you know, bangs for the bucks. And that was very useful. If, if your larger donors lose confidence in you, well, you, you do run into problems and you do find that uh, you're not able to do the things for the small countries that you would like to do.
0: Right, so if there are question marks around the Baroness's probity or her ability to handle her finances or to uh, stay out of costly legal wrangles, then it's the private donors who'll take fright.
1: Well, yes, it, it, it travels out that kind of road. Um, I was always pretty happy by the fact that I was able to sustain, I think, uh, seven very clean audits for the time that I was there. And, uh, you know, that, that to me is very important because then you are telling your stakeholders, your, uh, the, the members of the Commonwealth, the other 53 members, that you are looking after their money in a way which can be tested uh, well according to the auditors. So it's it's very it's, it's really sad that that reputation has been slipping and therefore the income has been falling and therefore the effectiveness is somewhat diminished.
0: Because you undertook restructuring while you were at the helm, didn't you? aimed at ensuring transparency and accountability.
1: Yes, the first thing I introduced was uh, virtually term limits uh, to staff and make them effective because I found I... Did have a lot of staff there that had been there a long time, and it was really time to insist on a turnover. Well, that was pretty painful for a lot of staff who, who did feel that once they got there, they were, they were pretty happy living in, in London. They were pretty happy to have their kids in English schools. But the purpose of the Commonwealth Secretary is not to provide employment. Uh, in fact, the best way the best thing the Commonwealth Secretariat can do is continue to bring fresh blood in from many Commonwealth countries to work in the Secretariat and then send them back to their home countries with a greater number of skills. Once we achieved that turnover, I found that when you brought in new staff, they not only brought in new enthusiasm, uh, they brought in new ways of doing things. They wanted to succeed personally. And uh, as a result of that, they made a good name for their country.
0: That was, I suppose that's the other question too, and you've, in part you've answered it in, in previous um, responses. What is the purpose of the Commonwealth Secretariat as as, a, as an organisation? You've mentioned aid. You've mentioned um, the ability to um, help out other you know other members of the Commonwealth in times of trouble. What else does it do?
1: Well, it does a lot of things, but let me put a start this way. It's pretty common for like-minded people, like-minded communities, like-minded countries to get together. Mm-hmm. This one's a case of like-minded countries. Yes, uh, I say that uh, we all speak the same language. But it's not so much the English language, it's the language of our institutions, our legal systems are the same, our parliamentary systems are the same, our education systems are very similar, our health systems are very similar. So there's a lot of interchange of ideas amongst Commonwealth countries. And I think one of the big benefits for New Zealand, who does New Zealand plays a, a useful role in the Commonwealth. it's not seen by the government as the most in, important organisation, but, When you're actually seeking international support to get someone into a job in the UN or into the World Bank or into the IMF, here are 53 votes that you can get pretty easily if you work quickly on it. And countries that are sensible in terms of their international relationships will always look at those organizations they belong to and think, well, how can I get this group to support me to get this particular job?
0: Okay. 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 Now it looks as though the Baroness will not get a second term. Is this a slap in the face for her?
1: Well, from what I read in the media, she's not. She is expecting a second term, mm. so I, I don't think she will uh, accept that willingly. But given, and I'm only reading in the media probably half of what you're reading, mm. um, when when the British Prime Minister says. Uh, uh, we're not at all happy, you know, that is a very, very powerful statement. And uh, given that the United Kingdom is the biggest funder to the Secretariat, uh, followed by Canada, followed by Australia, uh, they, if those three big players are just going to tell her you're not going to get it, well, she she is in a difficult position.
0: And do you think the withholding of the payments to the Commonwealth, as New Zealand has done, is a, is a good move in terms of trying to affect change?
1: Well, I would assume, and look, I'm not close to this now. I, I see the foreign minister from time to time. I haven't talked to the prime minister about it, but the, no doubt the foreign minister is telling the uh, uh, high commissioner in London, uh, General Matapurai that uh, we're concerned about this. I want you to go down to the secretary and ask a few questions, find out what's going on. That would be the normal and it would be very normal for other countries to do the same if they are concerned, as it seems to be a number of them are.
0: Do you think Jacinda Artoon should be taking a stronger stand, especially given her standing internationally?
1: Well, that's entirely up to her and discussions between her and her foreign minister, because it's, it's Mr Peters who has the direct line of contact. But the Commonwealth is one of those organisations that does every two years bring all the leaders together And therefore, I believe she has been to uh, two Commonwealth meetings at the head of government level, which means she would have uh, the ability to pick up the phone to any one of those 50 leaders and say, you know, what's going on? What should we do about it?
0: And despite the perhaps rocky four years with Baroness Scotland, let's assume she doesn't get another term, you see a future for the Secretariat?
1: I don't believe this gathering of English-speaking countries, uh, being 53 of them, will ever disperse. After all, the the grouping of French-speaking countries, La Francophonie, Mm. they are now developing governmental institutions very much in parallel to the Commonwealth, as are the Lusophone countries, the Portuguese-speaking countries. So it is, as I say, it's a natural thing that um, like-minded get together from time to time and for a country like New Zealand you know, small 5 million people but of the South Pacific, in the terms of international relations you cultivate all the friends you can get because someday you're going to need them more than they need you
0: I thank you very very much for your time, that is Sir Don McKinnon, former Minister of Foreign Affairs, former Prime Minister Deputy Prime Minister of New Zealand, Secretary General of the Commonwealth and was knighted for services to the Commonwealth by the Queen.